Okay. If we could um, draw near that would be great. So this is, uh, this is what 15 years of living here does for you. In fact, the first time I left school, because I left school twice, I left school the first time when we went to Coleraine, um, they bought me a Northern Ireland, full Northern Ireland football strip and all the rest, and I wore it once. I wore the shirt the next day, I got tortured by all the kids here uh, and all the rest, and then I gave it to Peter, your brother, and uh, he got the use of it. But there you go. So here I am this morning. What I thought I'd talk about, that's the prop done with, there you go, son, thank you, um, is I thought I'd talk about what can we learn from international football this morning. Is that okay? Yes. Uh, yes. Any other yeses? Great. Because it's such a topical thing right now. In fact, I'm feeling rather Welsh this morning. Anyone else Welsh? You know, you've got to, you've got to play to your strengths. And, uh, you know, I've actually got Welsh cousins, and so I'm kind of feeling through them that, uh, that, that we're going all the way. If we, can't, if we can't get there with England, we'll get in somehow. So, uh, the, but the other thing is, what I want to talk about is, is actually so much about what we can learn from the sport, but also from the fans. And I have just loved watching so many of the matches. And Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland, I don't know if you're aware of this, I read this during the week, that you, together with the Republic of Ireland fans, were awarded Paris's most prestigious honour, and that's the Medal of the City. And they were awarded this, t totally truthfully, if you don't know this, um, for exemplary behaviour, enthusiasm, jolliness... <laughs> drunkenness, I mean, uh, jolliness, and fair play. And I just thought, isn't that brilliant? And you know, and I know, my goodness me, what a credit to the entire nation the fans abroad have been, uh, which has been wonderful. I just can't understand why Russia or England weren't awarded it myself, but, but there you go. So here's just a few things that I thought of that we, the body of Christ, Followers of Jesus could do well to learn from international football. And the first one is unity. Um, when, when we get to play for the international team, it's like we lay aside all our differences. All the players that play in different clubs, together they play in the one team. And I love it even in Northern Ireland that both, both sides of the community get to play for the one country, the one nation. It's absolutely brilliant. And I've really, really enjoyed seeing as well the flags. How do you say it here? Thank you. <laughs> that was more enthusiastic than your worship this morning. <laughs> Brilliant. So, but hasn't it been nice to see the Northern Ireland flags? Is, is that right? No, not really, is it? <laughs> That's up. <laughs> Burger's new ringtone. No, let's not go there. That's for another occasion. I'll tell you that another time. Don't ask him because he will tell you. So, unity, I just love it. And here's a brilliant verse, one of my favorite verses from Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And I love it in our church that we have a sense of unity amongst us. There's a real sense of family, of all ages, of all backgrounds. I just love it. And we must always fight for protecting that unity. Because in amongst any family, doesn't matter how good the family is, there will always be differences and there will always be fallouts and all the rest. And that will happen and does happen in our church. And it's important in those times that we fight for restoration and reconciliation, that we do away with differences, 
for the sake of harmony, for the sake of unity together. And I love it also that this morning we are one church standing together, worshipping together with a number of other churches. And we, we always speak well of every other church of this town because it protects the body of Christ and the unity amongst us. And we must stand together. We must. Secondly is worship. Worship means devotion uh, to adore and to exalt. And, and I said this maybe another time. Uh, me and Owen and his brother Sam and his, uh, his uncle and his cousins, we went to Anfield um, in December. And we went to watch them play West Brom. And I tell you what, standing in the cop, which is one of the, the stand at Anfield, standing there, singing, you'll never walk alone, hands in the air, scarfs up in the air. I tell you what, it's a worshipful, I'm on dangerous ground here, worshipful-ish kind of experience. Like the, the hand, the, the hairs on the back of your neck just stand on end there. And it's a declaration that those fans make in that moment. These songs, and you see it on the terraces, don't you? You know, who, who would believe Will Greggs would, would become so famous, right? But, you know, just the songs that get declared, the, the shouting, the cheering, the clapping, the arms up in the air. And sometimes when people have seen the way we worship, it can be quite exuberant. It's like, goodness, if, if, if burly, big, bruisey men can stand up on, and, and give it stacks, then so can we and so should we. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's absolutely fine to be a devoted fan of football and to love football. I know many of you do, and that's absolutely fine. But it's when it becomes or takes the place of Jesus that it becomes a problem. Because he is the one. He is who we devote our time and our energy towards worshipping. And worship also uh, comes with a cost. And being a football fan is a costly business. I mean, to buy the shirt with the name on the back is an expensive thing. To, um, to get Sky Sports to watch all the matches is an expensive thing. To go to the matches is an expensive thing. It's a multi-billion pound, dollar, euro, whichever currency we're into at the minute. It's all a bit topsy-turvy right now. Is, it's, a, it's massive, massive money industry, and it's costly to devote and spend time following your team. Um, hearing uh, interviews afterwards of the England fans, just absolutely devastated and gutted on Monday, kind of coming out the ground going, that was such a waste of time and money. And, and it just can be a, a costly thing. And to be a follower of Jesus will cost us. It will cost us financially. It will cost us of our time. It will cost, of, cost us of our devotion. It will cost us of being misunderstood and persecuted or maybe spoken of or treated or mistreated uh, for following Jesus. Jesus says, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Another thing I thought we could learn from international football is a phrase we use all the time here. And children, you might have heard this, you might not have heard this, but everyone gets to play. It's not just those on the pitch, but everyone. I used this analogy the other day as well, I remember. So if you weren't there, here it is. That many social establishments, including some churches, 
are organized and run by just a few people. So a few people are doing a lot of work, working super hard, where there's lots of people sitting around not really doing a great deal, just kind of coming and enjoying themselves and then going again. And we... Uh, we had likened the analogy to that of a football pitch where you've got 22 players on the pitch running really hard, working super hard, in desperate need of a rest, being watched by 22,000 people in the stands who are in desperate need of exercise. And what we love here is that everyone gets to play. And that includes you children. I love it that so many of you are on teams, that you help mums and dads take the toys to the various rooms usually. Some of you, are, you greet us if your mum and dad is on the welcome team with the sweeties with a smile on your face, that you help sign other ones in, that you look after and you befriend the new person that has come for the very, very first time. It's absolutely brilliant. And we want to say everyone is part of the team playing on the pitch. Two more, and then we're done. Celebrating success. When the team is winning, everyone gets to celebrate in that success. A 2-0 victory over the Ukraine is one to celebrate and one to be remembered. Watching the match, just absolutely buzzing when Gareth McCauley rose like a salmon to head the first goal in. It was just absolutely, it's like, oh my goodness, this is real. This is actually happening. This is amazing. And everyone's going bonkers, and you're watching the match going, Come on, come on. The final whistle's coming. The final whistle's going to come. It's going to come. Just hold on. Just hold on. 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. And in the last minute of the game, Nar McQuinn slots in a second, and everyone's going absolutely berserk. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, shame on you. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> but the thing is this. The scenes are universal. It doesn't matter what country. Like the fan zone in Belfast, you see the image, don't you? After the match, when the, the, the commentary, and we're just cutting to Belfast here, and here's the fan zone. And everyone's like watching this massive screen, and everyone's like there together. And then the goal goes in, and everyone starts bouncing up and down, going crazy. And there's, there's water in the air, and strangers are hugging strangers, and they've never met before, but suddenly they're unified over this thing, and they scored a goal. That's Northern Ireland. That's the same in Wales. That's the same in every single nation. It doesn't matter where. Because everybody gets to celebrate when there's victory and where there's, where there's success. And the point that we learn from this is simply this. That in Jesus, we have the victory. He has already won. He has already won. He has won over death so that we would not experience death. That we would experience, where we'd, we wouldn't experience death, but we would experience eternal life with him for those of us who choose. And so we see victories not only then, but victories now. We get to see it. So when someone gives their life to Jesus for the first time, it's like, yes! The angels are celebrating in heaven, and we're celebrating too. When a person is healed, when a person is set free, when a community is transformed, that is victory. And we get to jump up and down and celebrate and party together because it's the most wonderful thing. We should always receive the encouragement but pass on the glory. And it should never be about us, though. It should always be about him and what he's doing. And the last one is this, is dealing with disappointment. Um, although Jesus has won, the match for us has gone into extra time. And though we have victories now in our lifetime, this side of heaven, there will still be disappointments because we live in a kingdom now and a kingdom not yet moment. 
And that simply means that there will be things that come to us, that come against us, that the enemy is the opposition who we're playing against, and he still will score goals. And there will be times when we'll have a bitter disappointment and things that we have to journey with. Losing to Iceland, you have no idea, was so disappointment. The shock, the utter bewilderment, how did that happen? How will I face people? I, I cannot tell you, living here is brutally hard when England lose. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I wish I was in, in England in those moments. But there you go. We suffer disappointment in all kinds of ways in this lifetime. We will. But we, the people of Jesus, are the people of hope. We say, boys and girls, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes, or sometimes on lots of our things, I'm looking on this, it does say on this, on our connection card, and you'll see lots of things, it will bound to be on our new website. Above the, the, the little logo there with the red shoes and the black shoes, it says, come as you are, and elsewhere it will say, a place of hope. Underneath the title there, by our logo, it says, a place of hope. We are a place of hope. We are a people of hope. The Bible says, be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Goodness me. What we can learn from Wayne Rooney and all the guys. My goodness me. There we go. We are done. That's us. We're going to worship. No, we're not done. We're going to worship the Lord together. One last song. We're going to stand. We're going to worship. And then we're going to pray. And then we're going to go. So let's uh, join with me and stand together.